0: And welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy And we're going to talk about nostalgia Things that you really look forward to or uh, you reminisce about uh, Namely about hybrids And I really want to talk about a specific situation We had a person ask me several years ago uh, About planting a corn that they used to plant a long time ago And back in the day, if anybody can remember, it's how NK kind of did their lineup, they kind of hung on to stuff for a long time and this person really asked me about planting a specific hybrid and they really wanted to plant NK corn and for whatever reason that hybrid was still on the sheet and I went ahead and got some for him. So he planted it and it was terrible. It, it did not yield anywhere near the stuff he had next to it, it went down in the areas, it was just terrible. And I think that's kind of a lesson that uh, we we've learned several times that maybe genetic gain is is a real thing. It's it's definitely real and very real in corn hybrids. We were in a, a meeting, or a, I was sitting down with somebody this morning, and they were talking about an old Pioneer hybrid, thirty seven eighty, and then we got on the subject of thirty three ninety four, and he's just like, wow, that was great corn. I really wish we could still plant some of that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, really, I think if you take the current nitrogen program, you have the current population you plant at, I really don't think it would perform at the level you, you would think it is. And when I look back at when I first started selling seed, so 2008, 2009, we kind of had this very, um, well, I'll just say at that time, yields weren't great. Um, I think in our area, we were, you know, you're, you were pretty happy with 150, 165, somewhere in there. You know, and then you look at plots from that time. I remember plots from that time we were thinking about 200 bushel corn is pretty good. If we can get 200 bushel corn, that was a really good hybrid. And that's something we should take a look at. Now, you know, fast forward to today, I would say most of our plots are well over 200. Um, there's usually hybrids in there in the 260, 270 range. Granted, this is Southeast Wisconsin. <laughs> we don't, we don't really see 300 in the yield monitor too often. But, you know, it, it's really, um, I'm not sure why that's the case, but we really get kind of blinded by nostalgia. I mean, you know, we, we think about those old things that we used to plant or the, the things we used to use. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure if you told my grandpa that you wanted to plant, uh, with a 4020 and then harvest with a 7720 combine, my grandpa probably think you're nuts. Um, you know, I remember talking to him about that and just kind of asking him about the things they used to do and how he used to do stuff. And he really didn't <laughs> think we were we would ever want to do that stuff. He's like, "Oh, that, that just suck. You know, you're eating dirt all day, and then you know, getting the combine. and There's really the heat works, but it's not the greatest. And you know, you just you got these big com- or big machines that are comfortable. Um, you know, it's just those things. We we kind of really nostalgic about that and the same thing kind of happens with corn hybrids and and even soybean varieties but in in corn hybrids we really think about the past um i sat down with somebody a few months ago we were going through um some old books and some old paperwork and 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 one of them we found every years um, before yield monitors are right around the start of his yield monitoring days um we really didn't have the variety tracking so he would make notes on, on how every hybrid yielded And I just asked him, you know, what, what hybrid did you plant back then that you really wish you could plant now? And he gave me a number and he said, well, I bet you that was, you were lucky you hit 175 bushel with that corn. He says, no, no, I remember seeing 200 and, you know, just going on and on. And I said, well, let's look back at this year and went back to, I think, 08 and 09. And we looked at a specific hybrid and how it did. And I think, yeah, I don't think there's one over 175. I think one was like 164, and then there was like a 159 and a 172 field average. And he's like, huh, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. You know, it's just, you get really nostalgic about that kind of stuff. You know, we really want to keep planting these hybrids. Um I can guarantee you there are corns out there you can get that have been around for over a decade. Uh, I know there's one in our area. There's There's a specific hybrid in our area that is still around. You can still get it. And it yields well. Um, the top end yield on that used to be the best top end yield you could get. But now at this point, um, when we plant it, it's usually about 20, 30 bushel off the pace of the best hybrids. It's still good corn. Um, it's very, handles variable ground really well. And, you know, a lot of guys are like, Oh, why is that still around? Well, it's still around because for the most part, it's a very good, um, it's a very good corn for, in for refuge in the bag. And that's what they pretty much use it for. It's a little shorter, uh, handles variable ground, the yield potential on it's actually still pretty decent, but it's not great. But it's, it's actually got very good natural corn borer tolerance, a phrase you probably won't hear much about anymore, but that's what it does. It actually, you know, if the corn borer actually attacks it, it hangs on the ears very well. So that's why it's still around, and that's why you can still buy it. And it still does all right. It's and it's fairly cheap, and it's reasonably priced. There's another hybrid I know I can get that is over a decade old. And you know it the only reason that hybrid's still around is because it yields very well on dryland corn in like Nebraska and Kansas. You bring it into Wisconsin, it still does very well on dryland corn, like sand ground, uh, some of our gravelly, heavy ground that we can't just get corn that you know we just don't get the moisture to it and this stuff does still perform very well i can guarantee if you take that hybrid and put it into another field that it's not going to yield as well as the other stuff is um now if you look at soybeans same thing you know we we've talked about soybean varieties and you know this was this bean and i remember that we used to get this yield with it and you know soybeans that we had seven eight maybe even six years ago, were very well adapted to narrower row spacings. Um, much higher populations we're planting now. They didn't have the the branching and bushiness that we're looking for. They didn't, you know, we weren't as worried. We were worried, but not as worried about white mold. Definitely not as worried about sudden death in our area. We were very little worried about um, sources of soybean cyst nematode resistance. And, you know, just those things, are, once you add those all up, I think if you took a bean variety from 10 years ago and tried to plant today, it would just definitely not perform. I remember having one variety that was planted in 30-inch rows. You know, very early in May, it never can be because it was never meant to close those rows. And when we compare that to a different variety of soybeans, it just got a butt kick. So a lot of that stuff happens. You know, in... The inverse of that kind of happens in the technology world and not necessarily technology we'll say equipment technology world you know what old or what is old is kind of new again all the time um we're looking at disks again but now we're calling them vertical tillage tools or high-speed disks um we change the gang angle and yeah they they do a different job um but they're basically the same tool they're just differently engineered you know we we always look at a lot of this stuff and it seems like you know Um, I want to say five, six years ago, tracks were all the rage. Now we're into these LSW tires and, you know, just things change, but they don't necessarily change a whole lot. They're just kind of like, we went back 20 years ago and said, Hey, you know, they were really using, uh, this different tread design on tires. So let's go back to that. That must've been good. And that stuff happens. Um, I'll ask you what your favorite holiday every year is. And I will say, and I'm sure most people a lot of people, unless you really like turkey, but my favorite holiday every year is Christmas, and the reason I love Christmas is nostalgia, right? There is one time a year I go back and listen to all the songs I listened to when I was a kid, and I watch all the Christmas movies I watched when I was a kid, I watch, you know, I, I do all the things I wanted to do or I loved when I was a kid. Christmas is a very nostalgic holiday, and that's why everybody loves it. It's just, it's all about Remembering the things you had when you were younger and that's why we love Christmas And Christmas is great one time a year, you know, and basically for a month and It's the same thing with these corn hybrids and stuff, you know, we really reminisce about how great they were and at the time I'm sure they were great if you take them to today the I think with genetic gain um, all the things we do that's different, you know, we, we do tillage differently we we do a no, lot of no-till we, we do our nitrogen programs differently. There's a lot of two-pass nitrogen programs. Chemical programs are totally different. Um, th- all these things have even changed in the 10 years I've been around. Or, well, 15 years I've been in agronomy, but things have changed significantly. Um, you know, if you asked me about cover crops six, seven years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. And now we plant cover crops on a lot of acres. So... It's all about nostalgia. That's why we really, really miss these things. You know, why we miss hybrids, why we miss varieties, why we miss, um, you know, just the way things were. And, you know, if you ask me if I wanted to go visit a specific time in history, I'd, I'd love to go visit the 40s and 50s and maybe the farming in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Things that I didn't really get to see. Would I want to live there? No, I don't really think so. I really like auto steer. I really like having meal monitors and I, I really enjoy... Technology and the way we can do things. And I I think, you know, the simpler time is great. And it's kind of like Christmas. We want to go back to it, but you wouldn't want to stay there. You know, one time a year would be great. You know, it'd be nice to go back, reminisce. That's why you guys have plow days and all these other things. But, you know, focus on the future. And, you know, there's another thing with nostalgia. We always talk about I've had people that that really love a farm, it's their favorite farm. But when we sat down and looked at it, sometimes our favorite farm costs us more money to rent. We still get, we'll get a, maybe a little bit better yield, but, you know, maybe there's more inputs we put into it, more time invested. Sometimes our favorite farms aren't our most profitable farms, right? Um, so, yeah, there's nostalgia there, but sometimes we lose money on those things that we really appreciate. We think they're great. And I think a lot of it is just basing your... Or, focusing on profitability and it's it's really hard to do and separate emotional feelings from from business decisions but it's the same thing with hybrids it's the same thing with this ground it's it's the same thing with everything you really got to try to separate that emotional attachment with things and and focus on what's going to make you money now um you know are all great new hybrids going to be beating the ones you're currently planting no that's not always going to be the case there are going to be some and the the short and narrow window of hybrid availability you know if there's a really good hybrid you're going to be able to plant it for a long time i mean there's a reason why there's still hybrids around that we plant that are 10 years old but then there's plants or hybrids that just kind of slowly go away they get value priced and then a couple of years later they're gone and they just don't stack up to current challenges and, and how our environment is changing so you know, it's just, I know it's really, really hard to, to make those decisions. I, I, I'm i nostalgic about hybrids, too. I remember there was one corn I really, really loved, but it got its butt kicked uh, two or three years in a row, and then eventually it just went away. And, you know, I really miss that corn because I really wish I could see how it would stack up right now and how it would do. But at the same time, it just, it fell flat in its face, and eventually it, it was gone, and it, it was time. And, yeah, I'm kind of nostalgic about it. But, um, you know, if you asked me today if I wanted to plant that corn, I'd probably take a few bags. But I wouldn't plant the whole farm to it. I think I'd lose my butt on it. So we're going to end it there. I'll catch you guys next time.